Hello and welcome. This may be a place you've been many times, or this may be your first time. And either way, this is a brand new moment. So connect to your presence, open your heart, and get curious as I share real life experiences, practices, and organic medicine that will help you expand into your higher self. Because if we're not growing towards the light, we're dying in the darkness. And I'm here to tell you, you were born to live. Together, we will plant seeds, pull weeds, lean into shadows, and tend to our soil, giving us the nourishment that we need to root down and find the power within to be our most authentic self so that we may receive all the abundance that awaits us. Are you ready? Okay, here we grow. Hi, what are you up to? How are you doing? What's the haps today? Just checking in with my peeps, with you beautiful beings of light. I see you. I feel you. I know that you are growing through so much right now. I've been receiving messages about the growth and the inner work and the outer work and the heaviness and the light and the balance. And it's all so incredible to hear and to witness and to be a part of and to be able to support each other through. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for hitting play today. Thank you for checking in, tuning in, putting yourself first for a moment. This to me is a form of self-care and I will continue to lean into podcasts and learning and growing from them and the fact that I get to put some of my own medicine into the world in this way just rocks. I just love it. And sometimes it's sticky and difficult. And sometimes I just know that when I get on and flow, it is like heart medicine. And one of my friends who listens frequently, what's up, Liz, my girl, she just has been so open and honest about her reflections and about her listening to my podcast and how she sees it and it helps guide me so much and she said to me the other day that this is like a heart medicine journey for me for me to be able to share and to connect and to make it full circle into this teaching and also to have it be just so vulnerable and authentic and I know that that's how we will all connect and I know that that's how I connect with other people as they share their podcasts and I also know that that's how we grow and learn is by sharing and I've learned this through so many different modalities but when I finally found my voice and started being not so shy or scared to say how I actually feel and of course I had the ability to create some safe spaces to do so which is so important and learning when to share and learning what to share is such a skill and I'm still working on it every single day and yet I keep leaning back in even when it's uncomfortable and I keep leaning back in even when maybe I don't want to because I have felt and seen and know the power of sharing the things that are deep down within me that are ready to come to light. And it's a process. And it feels like I've been picturing lately this 
there are seeds constantly going in and we're planting seeds all the time. And when the seed gets down into the darkness and it's spent a certain amount of time and it's, it's just there and it's ready to germinate, it cracks open. So the seed cracks open, trusting that it's time to germinate and come to the light and reach itself up all the way through the dirt and you know, there might be rocks and heaviness and it doesn't really know where it's growing, but it just trusts the process because that's what the seed does. And then it gets to the surface and it breaks through again. And then it gets to keep growing and reaching and finding the light. And I find that with little pieces of me, whether the seed was planted 20 years ago or last week, right? Like I get to decide what seeds are ready to crack open and come to surface. And it just has given me so much to visualize when I'm doing the work and recognize like, oh wow, that seed has been in there for a while and I wasn't really sure how to lean into it or how to allow it to come to surface and yet talking about it and journaling about it and bringing it to light required this cracking open of it in the moment like boom and maybe that's painful or maybe that's like excitement or maybe whatever it means to you for the seed to crack open however that feels I think that it's important to trust it and know like oh man that was painful and now I'm facing it again and and (laughs) while it starts to grow it starts to alleviate some of that pressure and some of that heaviness of it and we get to talk through it and share and open and then all of a sudden maybe it's days or weeks later or years later, boom, comes through the surface and it's cracking open, reaching to the sky again. And I just, I like love that cycle. And then that part will die off. And then some of those seeds will go back into the soil and plant again and again and again. And it's just this beautiful cycle of life. And that to me is the work. That to me is the inner work and the outer work, of course. So just finding that balance and recognizing where the seed is at and what it needs and allowing our mind-body connection to be a part of that journey. That to me is so priceless and valuable and beautiful. So as we sit here and come together for this learning and for this journey and for this open and sharing part of our life and these vulnerable moments and as we just continue to lean in and show up it's important to give yourself grace and take time to just surrender and that is my word for the year which just happens to be something that continues to come up so I feel like this is validation that I'm on the right track when surrender is coming up over and over and over and I really feel powerful when I lean into that word even in moments where I'm having a hard time because it's it tells me oh yeah okay surrender one more breath just be here now I tell myself a lot like I'm exactly where I need to be and that to me is that head talk and being in that headspace that I know is supporting and serving of me and of course I get completely sidetracked from that as well of course I fall back into that more 
germination seed planting side where I'm like in the dark and it's crunchy and I don't know what I'm doing and I feel confused and I've let someone else's ish get all entangled into my own (laughs) sphere and my aura has felt sticky and not clean and, and clear and you know, it's not because we're dirty. It's because we're working through things. It's not because we're wrong or bad. It's because we're living in a human experience and there's always so much moving around us. So as we come into this space, just notice that you're breathing first and foremost. I always like to just check into that space first and foremost. Oh yeah, here's that life force. Here's that beautiful nourishment that flows in and out of my body. And that to me is one of the first ways to come back to our center. And I don't feel like I could share that enough because I'm still learning it. It's a daily practice. It's a moment to moment practice. And yet when I do lean into it and I do allow it to be a part of my body and my process and my mind and my spirits, like it, it is the connector to all of it. So, ooh, connector, like our nectar that's coming within, right? Like, okay, how can we take a deep breath and just be right here in the moment? And when you take that deep breath, does it give you permission to just be? to not have to strive to be somewhere else, to not have to allow that thinking and that thought and that should and that would and that could to lead you away from the right here, right now. Can that breath bring you right back to center over and over and over? And of course, we're going to get lost and tangled again into the consistent thought flow that is our mind that is our thinking mind and how powerful is our thinking mind so incredible really it is what makes us human it's what sets us apart and yet it can take us away for so long that we start to believe things that aren't true or get really caught in the future and that can be a not so balanced and aligned place where then our body starts following that and then we start creating this dis-ease and then we start believing that things aren't going well because we've pre-predicted the future by allowing our thoughts to get away from us. So noticing and when we stop that process and come back to center, come back into the body over and over and over, we give ourselves power and permission to be right where we are to stop the story, to stop the cycle. Ram Dass says that if you are, when you're thinking too much, you're always one thought away from here. And here is the now, and now is what's the most important. And yes, of course, we get to think and pre-plan and and have goals and dreams and imaginations and beliefs as we think into the future. And a big part of overthinking is thinking worst case scenario, is thinking we're not doing good enough, is thinking that it's not going to be great in our future, is thinking that our past is defining us so that we no longer have control of what's going on right here or what's to come. And that is all in the thinking mind. That is all a part of that belief and that system. And it takes a lot of work to repattern it. And it's so possible. The brain is so incredible. It's so in-depth. And yet we're just at the tip of the iceberg of what the brain can do and all that it will do for us when we trust it and believe it. And it starts with awareness. And awareness comes into the deepest part of ourself through breath. 
So when we breathe, can we breathe with intention? Can you take three full deep breaths right here and allow those sensations to come over the body as you fill yourself up and release some of the tension, some of the pressure, some of the thoughts that are no longer serving you, right? So using this breath as a tool, coming back to center, no matter what you're doing, you could be riding your bike, you could be snowboarding. I've been using my breath so much lately on my snowboard. Oh yeah, my body's starting to get out of control. I'm all up in my shoulders. I'm tense. Whoa, get back into my feet, get back into my breath and really become conscious. And then my riding changes. I'm more in alignment This breath, this breath, this breath is so powerful. So if you're walking, if you're working, if you're driving, if you're on a surfboard, if you're swimming, all of the things come back to breath. Step one, come back to breath. Step one, coming into this life, into this world, boom, breath. Breath tells us that we are alive in this new world that we've been born into. And breath tells us that we are alive in every moment that we are working through whatever we're working through. Yeah, and it's not perfect. It's a practice. And I was thinking the other day that the practice doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. That it's not the goal. It's not the goal to do it all the time. It's not the goal to be in the work all the time. It's not the goal to be showing up as our most organized, aligned self. The practice comes into play when we get off of course. The practice comes into play when we're disheveled at work and it's busy and we're stressed. The practice comes into play when our kids are nuts. The practice comes into play when we're home alone on an evening where we start to overthink our whole life and feeling lonely or sad or leaning into something we wish we had that's where the practice comes into play and it takes us falling down it takes us finding the dark it takes us recognizing like oh this is a seed that's cracking open that's ready to germinate within me can I nurture it and water it and wait and be patient for it to work its way through me And sometimes that feels like a million years when we have something really big working through us. And I find that if I wait even 24 hours, which feels like a lifetime when you're in it, if I wait that time, so much can shift in 24 hours. So much. And it's those darkest moments that we really could use the most faith, the most patience, the deepest breaths. It's in those moments that we need those tools. And maybe you're taking deep breaths while you're watching your favorite show and numbing out, but being careful to know when we need one of the other, not getting lost or stuck in overworking into the work and thinking that's going to solve everything or completely checking out and numbing and getting and getting caught into that pattern right we find this beautiful balance in the in between and then we come back to breath and then we come back to the moment and then we recognize okay I have the ability I have the control what is the next best step for me Do I need to shower and brush my teeth and take a nap? (laughs) Do I need to shower and brush my teeth and get outside? Do I need to 
eat a good meal and call a friend. Yeah, like picking one or two things that will help get you out of that pattern to me, I find to be so powerful and so difficult in the moment. Like I just want to pout and be a victim and go down this like rabbit hole of, oh my God, the worst thing is ever is happening and poor me and why me and why is this happening? I thought I had done the work. I thought I had gotten through this because this seed within me had just cracked open and it hurt. And I was like, damn it, (laughs) that's coming back again. Okay, so I give it some time, give it some time, notice the practices, notice the breath. Yeah, and there's something really powerful about having love for ourselves when we're in our darkest spaces. And this has been coming up a lot for me, those parts of us that we don't really love the parts of us that feel messy, the parts of us that feel dramatic, the parts of us that don't feel loved or the parts of us that overshare or the parts of us that don't speak our truth or the reactive side of us or the lazy, quote unquote, lazy side of us, like, or the part that you just don't feel like you're being your best. And that comes up a lot. And that is a part of us for a reason. It is a gauge and a guide. And I thought the other day, what if I can love myself even more when those parts arise? When I'm seeing the side of me that's sassy or kind of rude or judgy or, you know, all these parts of me that, of course, make me who I am. But if I live in a judgmental space all the time, I don't feel good about it. People around me probably don't feel good about it if I'm vocalizing it, of course, but it just brings this low energy, this low vibration to me that I don't love. And then I recognize, but what if I just loved on that person? What if I just loved on that inner child that's just seeking attention and not feeling loved in the moment? What if I can love the judgmental side of me and just hold that side and go like, yeah, I see you. I understand you're judging that person because maybe you want to be where they're at or maybe you're feeling weighed down by the drama they're creating or maybe you're just in a sassy butthole mood and you're just being judgmental. That's okay. Okay, kind of. It's okay to be for a minute, but to catch yourself and love on yourself and say, if I can love myself through the darkest of times, if I can love myself when I'm not showing up as my best self, how will that feel when I am in a more high vibrational state? How will that feel when I'm stepping into the light and doing the work and showing up and feeling in alignment? And I'm loving myself then. It's easy to love yourself when it's all good. It's easy to love other people when it's all good. What if we can learn this really deep appreciation and gratitude and compassion for ourselves when we're feeling our lowest? Imagine that rolling into other aspects of our life and other relationships. Like, hey, I see that you're hurting and I'm sorry for that and I'm sad for you and my heart goes out to you. And without getting lost and tangled in their own, in their stuff, like, how can you support them? Knowing I love myself deeper when I'm in pain. So, how can I love you deeper when you're in pain without having to fix it or change it? 
And the same for ourselves. Like what if when I'm in that low vibration, downward spiral, just feeling like the world is against me or I'm stuck in that darkness, my seed is about to crack open to germinate, which is an interesting moment where you're feeling that pain point, you're feeling uncomfortable, like your day is just not going great, your week's just not going great. What if in those moments you can just see yourself and say, I see you. I love you. I know that you're going through so much and you're growing through it and you're learning through it. And as long as you keep taking those steps to better yourself, that's where the magic happens. It's when we get stuck in that spiral and then the love runs out because we're just like, oh my gosh, are you done here? (laughs) You've been doing this for so long. Aren't you sick of this? And you can ask yourself this. You can ask people in your life this. I think that that's what defines the relationship, right? It takes both people really knowing and leaning in when it's light and when it's not and how we treat each other when it's light and when it's dark, how we treat ourselves when it's light and love and happiness and joy and like aligned and beautiful and when it's not, how are we showing up? Yeah, and maybe we need time to step back and Go into those self-care practices and maybe you need time to just nap or read or just check out, right? But how long will you do that and how far will it go? And when will you catch yourself? Like that's the real big question. That's the balance there, right? Like if you've been in the same spiral and the same shit is happening, happening to you in your life over and over and over, which I've absolutely been there It's a moment of saying, what am I doing to contribute to this? How is this so off balance? What, where's, where can I take responsibility and love myself through it? Being my best, most supportive sideline cheerleader, (laughs) like, okay, we got this, you know, okay, you got this, like helping people see that peace and that light. It all begins within and we begin by creating those patterns within and sharing ourselves to ourselves, sharing these moments out loud with a friend or in a journal or just starting to really be real about it. Like, wow, I've been in this downward cycle for a while. Why? What am I doing to perpetuate this cycle? Am I blaming? Am I victimizing? Am I feeding myself toxins? Am I being low vibrational because I don't get outside of my own space and interact with other people that are inspiring me or go outside and get inspired by the world? Like, have I been in this dark place because I've just buried and buried and buried myself? Whoa, let me stop this cycle for a minute. Let me love on myself for a minute and go like, okay, it's okay. I see you. I see you and I'll see you through this. And that's big. And it takes a lot of work. And yet it's so rewarding when you finally pull yourself up and out of it and you're able to look back and go, whoa, that was big. That was heavy. I worked through some major stuff or maybe that was small and it wasn't that big of a deal and I made it a bigger deal than it needed to be. And yet I got through it. And yet I found these practices. And yet I trusted those outside of me to guide me. Yet I like sought help. I reached out. I asked for someone else to help guide me. Right? Like so much there that we can do to get through those downward cycles and those patterns and those moments and this like sideline head talk that can sometimes be really heavy. I was... um, 
listening to a podcast with Mel Robbins and she was talking about how, and actually Brene Brown talks about this too, which I love. It's just this concept of it is so easy to be on the sidelines, to be that person in the bleachers judging the game, judging the players. It always blows my mind when people start talking shit about a player that's and the NFL or an athlete or during the Olympics when Simone Biles pulled out because she was getting the head she had head spins going on just wasn't quite right and how many people had the audacity to criticize an athlete of her level like how easy is it to be on the sidelines and go like oh you're weak oh you're not putting in your best whatever the head talk may be like you suck you missed that kick to somebody that's in a professional game like how easy is it to be on the sideline and judge the game and there's this concept of until you're in the game with me I don't need your judgment and I don't I'm actually not even going to entertain it and that's really hard, right? Because we value other people's opinions. But lately I've had people who are not even in the game, haven't been in the game, and they're judging me. And I do have these moments of taking that personally and thinking like, wow, that person really thinks that about me? Or I can't believe that they had the audacity to say that to me. And then when I step back and recognize like, oh, this is about you. This is about where you're at. And you're on the sidelines wishing you were in the game, but you haven't figured out your tools or what you need to get in the game. And I see that and I recognize that and I have so much love for you. But until you're in the game and you're doing the nitty gritty and you're putting yourself out there and you're challenging yourself and you're leaning into your fears and you're making changes in your life and you're actually growing through whatever is coming up in your life, then we can talk. But for as long as you're on the sideline and you're doing things that you know are low vibrational, that aren't lifting you up, that aren't getting you to the next place in your life, that aren't even putting you in the game, I don't have time for that. Like, don't come at me with that shit. (laughs) And it's really difficult to shut that down. And yet I can have compassion and love for that person and say, I see you. I know where you're at. I know you'll get in the game someday when you're ready. And hopefully it's sooner than later because God, it's painful to watch somebody not put themselves out there. It's painful to watch somebody continually accept of a life that is not serving and that does not lift them up to a higher level to see someone continually bash on other people for the way they're playing the game or think that they're higher than thou when that person's in the nosebleed section of the stadium and they're just drunk and running their mouth like I don't have time for that shit and I'm gonna shut it down as quickly as possible with as much love and grace and say like I see you (laughs) I recognize where you're at I've been there I've been that person who thought I knew it all, who thought I had done it all, who thought that my life experience was better than the next. And that is a real dark, dangerous place to be. And when I got a fat wake up call with a smack on the head and was like, whoa, humble yourself, humble yourself. You're not even in that game right now. You're so checked out. You're so numbed that you don't even know where to begin with getting back in the game. 
And when you get smacked, hit in the face with that and knocked over and come back to reality and go like, whoa, all right, it's time for me to actually figure my own shit out and stop pointing the finger and stop comparing myself to other people. That's when you start to get back in the game. When you start to ask for help. When you start to recognize like, wow, I'm real off course right now. How can I get back on the course that even gets me close to the field, close to the game? What do I need right now? And then you start to play. And then when you're in an arena where you're looking up to people and seeing their work and valuing that, when you're in arena and the arena where you're lifting everyone up around you, that's the arena I've recently found myself in, in a group of women where we're encouraging each other, recognizing there's enough to go around. I can build you up. I can help build your confidence and build your business and help have these conversations and say, yes, Go get that. You are more than capable and I am here by your side as we play this this part of the game together. Where before it was like there was this jealousy and this competition of like there's not enough to go around. But there is. At the end of the day, if you're living from a place of love and light and encouragement and compassion and you're planting your seeds and you're going in and out of the dark to the light and you're recognizing and you're doing the inner work, you're putting your best foot forward as much as possible, there is so much to go around. That game is big. Actually, the sideline game keeps you small, keeps you judgmental. It keeps you as a know-it-all and that is just not where I want to be and it's not the type of people I want to be around and I've started to really recognize when I get into those situations how I handle that and what that looks like and to not get lost in it or allow it to mold my thoughts and feelings about me because we do all I do, I'll speak for myself, seek validation and I do care what other people think to a certain extent and, and in certain times, I want to know that I'm on the right path. And we know that we're on the right path when we're getting that validation, like somebody seeing you and reflecting that back and encouraging you. And so when you get the opposite of that and you get somebody who's ragging on what you're doing or diminishing your light or doing whatever they can to bring you down, it's easy to take that personal too for me. And so I've really been working to recognize like, okay, that's your own stuff. And that can be however we want to look at it, wherever you're at, you're just trying to project onto me the space you're in and blame and drag me down. So when you're ready to get in the game, we can have a conversation. And I've actually even recognized that me, myself, in my head, there is a part of me, there's a part of me that is sometimes on the sidelines that is afraid to get in the game, that is judgmental. So I can even have this sideline player type person in my own sphere and recognizing when that voice comes up, like you're not good enough, that's not going to work out, you aren't worthy, whatever may be coming up in that moment, recognizing that's my sideline player talk. Okay, what tools do I need? Does that person need to be loved? <laughs> do they need to take a time out and go sit and hang out somewhere else for a minute and like get out of the arena and really check themselves? Do they just need to be not even paid attention to? 
maybe that voice is just like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm going to continue moving on because I got a game to play. Like this game of life, it's so fun and it's so awesome and it's so challenging and it's so rewarding. And to keep showing up, to keep getting back in the game, that to me is a big part of our human purpose. That's where we find this tenacity. That's where we find resilience. That's how we grow and learn the most is by continuing to show up and trust in ourselves and continue to show up and get back into the game. It's easy to hide out in your house and become a couch potato and live off of that bottle of wine every night and surround yourself with people that talk shit or maybe you go to the bar and talk shit and talk shit about the players in the game on the tv or talk shit about people in your life or be the one-upper that's constantly like telling everybody how it is and yet where what's your game what gives you permission to speak that way and I think it's also important to say when you are in the game, that's not a place where you become cocky and overly ego. This isn't like, I'm in the game and I'm better than you. It's like, no, I'm just in the game and I'm playing. Like, get in the game. <laughs> Let's do this. There's enough room for everybody. There's enough points to be scored. There's enough game to be played. There's enough abundance to be had when you are in the game and it doesn't make you higher or better than anyone. It does help you build resilience and it does help you grow and it does help you vibrate higher in that sense or maybe even vibrate bigger in a way your light becomes bigger because when you score that goal and you get something that you've been working on you get that job deal you get that client you get to the top of the mountain that you've like been working hard on that journey like that to me is a part of the game like being just in it and getting dirty and gritty and getting hurt right like finding the pain points and feeling the darkness and and then scoring into the light and feeling what it means to win parts of the game and the game never ends because we're alive So the game can be grueling, right? Like we can be torn down. We can lose certain games. We can have that ego part of us come up and and challenge us. We can have that sideline talk come up and challenge us. and, And yet we get to choose. I think the thing I love the most about the work is the ability to choose and and see myself in different lights and in different games and in different scenarios and in different patterns and seeing myself, like being the observer of myself. I love a lot of the meditative practices talk a lot about being the observer of your thoughts. And I believe that you get to do this more than ever when you're in the game because you're thinking and feeling and moving in a way that's that's challenging and that pulls out the best sides of you and and shows some of your weaknesses, right? Like when, if you get into a game where you're working with someone else who is a better player, like are you going to take that and be beat down or are you going to learn and grow from them? There's so much happening in the game. And if you keep sidelining yourself by not wanting to do the inner work, by not wanting to talk about your actual emotions, by not wanting to be vulnerable, by not being in community and sharing and lifting other people up, by not feeding and taking care of your body the best way you know how, you can't go get into the game if your body's falling apart and you've been treating your body like shit. You're not going to go play the best game of your life. 
Like that is such a huge component of it. Like how is your physical body? Would it withstand you going into a hardcore game tomorrow? Are you ready? So that to me is a big part of the work as well. Like that's a part of the step process. Okay, let's get real serious about taking great care of my physical body. It doesn't mean I'm eating perfect all the time. It doesn't mean everything is hunky-dory and my body's in like the best shape ever. But because I've put my body and my vehicle first, I do feel way more capable to be in the game, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually through rest through the inner work, through meditation, through fueling myself and nurturing myself as best as possible. You know, some days I eat the, I eat the extra piece of banana bread and, (laughs) you know, like have a sugary coffee drink because it tastes good. And then I know like, okay, that's my gauge. That's, I didn't feel great when I did that. So I kind of start finding that line and playing with it and Some days you lean in and treat yourself and some days you're like, no, I'm in the game right now. I have to take the best care of myself. I'm working out every day. I'm sleeping really well. I'm reading the books that I know lift me up. I'm meditating on a consistent basis. I'm drinking the water. I'm eating the foods that fill me up and give me that high vibrational feeling. It's like that euphoria that I'm going for does begin within my physical self and within my physical body. And I know that will help support me to be the best player in the game that I can be. So are you ready for the game? Are you getting closer to the actual field? Are you in the nosebleed section? Can you, can you see that? Can you admit that? Like, yeah, I've been that drunk asshole up at the top of the stadium just spouting off at everybody and talking shit about everybody and saying how much of a loser and how wimpy and how shitty of a player everybody else is. I've been pointing the finger. I've been playing the victim. Yeah, okay, I see that. I can love myself through that. Like, wow, that doesn't feel good. That's not the person that I want to be. That's not how I want to show up. It is not fulfilling me. It's also not allowing the universe to guide me and support me into this abundance. Cool. I find love and compassion for myself in that moment. Like, wow, that's not where I want to be. And when you know where you don't want to be, I find that that is a step even closer to guiding you to where you do want to be. What you know you don't want in life helps guide you to what you do want in life. Acting how you don't want to show up guides you and brings you to the place where you do know that that's how you want to show up and the type of person that you want to be. As long as you don't get stuck there, as long as you don't keep using it as a crutch, as long as you know when to break the pattern and bring awareness to it, that's the game. Then you start getting closer to the field and you start getting in the game. Oh shit, I'm taking good care of myself. Wow, this feels really good. I'm feeling stronger. Hell yeah, I'm sleeping well. My mental health feels a lot better. Wow. Okay, a couple more months into this training, training for the game. So that when it gets hard and I'm in the thick of the game, I have resilience and I have a training schedule or I have something to fall back on. I have a guide and a gauge. I have a coach, right? I have people I can lean on to go like, I see you. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. It's okay. Take your time. Maybe you need to set this one out for a minute. Take your time. Some of the most beautiful words we could tell each other. It's okay. Take your time. Take your time and work through this. But know what it takes to get back in the game. Know 
but you are successful in the way that means continuing to show up. Not successful in the big money and the big houses and the cars and the dreams and all that. And if that does gauge your success, hell yeah, lean into that. But you could be successful just by continuing to show up to the game. That to me is success. That to me is that resilience. That to me is going to bring you the most strength. Yeah, that to me is going to be the strongest player. And I truly believe that the more people we have in the game, playing the game, playing this inner work game, playing this self-love game, playing this energy, this vibration game, the more people we have doing that, the less sideline bullshit talk we'll have, or maybe the less sideline bullshit talk we'll even listen to. It won't even phase you. I can imagine that those NFL players or the NBA or the soccer players or the you know the the men and the women out on those fields like they've learned to tune that out because they're like f you buddy (laughs) go drink another beer and talk shit from the sidelines go go back up to your nosebleed section like I I don't have time for that they don't even entertain it and not only is that such a powerful place to be But also knowing that that sideline head talk within our own self, we get to start treating it that way too. Like, hi, thank you. I see you. I know you're just trying to keep me safe and hold me down for this moment for whatever reason. We're good here. I love it. I love you. I appreciate you. I will hold on to you. I see the inner child, the wounded child, those pieces of you that maybe didn't get the love that you feel like you need and deserve. I see you. I'm going to hold some space for you. And then I'm going to kindly... Just move on by and go get back into the game. <laughs> I'm going to take some time. I'm going to I'm going to nap it off. I'm going to read. I'm going to chill. I'm going to watch a Netflix for a minute. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to take a minute. And then I'm going to get back into the game. Super powerful. Super powerful work and the people that I'm stepping into the arena with not only my friends and my family, but people that I look up to, that I just have so much admiration for, the people that are just coming out of the woodworks that want to support me and then I want to support them. And this, like, we build this beautiful bond so quickly. Like, those are the people I want to be in the game with. Those are the people that are working towards that same goal that I am, where it's just this supportive, happy, loving, successful life that comes with some darkness and comes with some pain and we know that and yet we've helped each other build these tools and we've built them within ourselves and we have this just dying piece of us this like dying desire to do better see better feel better love better love more love higher grow higher like oh it's just a part of this beautiful game called life and we're just constantly planting those seeds and feeling it, and living it, and breathing it. So if breathing is a new concept to you, and being aware of breath, and allowing it to nurture you, that's a part of getting into the game. If reading the books, and listening to the podcasts, and and starting to talk about how you're feeling, and what you're doing, what you're growing through, that's a part of the game. You're starting to step in, And find that worthiness and keep leaning in and keep getting back into the game over and over and over. That's the beauty. That's the process. That's where we will all win. And I'm all for it. (laughs) I'm all for being in this game with as many people that are open-hearted, 
supportive, loving, caring. I am all in for that kind of life. And I will be building a team around me that is all in for that kind of life. And the ones that want to sit on the sideline and point the finger and talk shit, like I just, I love you and I see you and I just don't have any energy for that anymore. So with kind regards, uh, bye bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. You go do that. You go do your thing and that's okay. Maybe that's where you're both, that's your purpose and passion for this lifetime. Okay, great. You do you, but that's not the game I'm playing. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to lift and inspire and do the inner work and grow through as much as I can so that I can live a high vibrational life that is just filled to the brim with this euphoria that I desire. And you are more than capable of that too. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being open and trying this on and seeing how it feels and... Yeah, I would love to hear how this feels. As always, reach out to me on social media. Here we grow XO on Instagram or at Gmail. Or if you wanted to rate or review this pod, that would mean so much to me. And then, of course, share, 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 share with a friend, anyone that you think would resonate. It's a. Uh, challenging to ask for people to share because I know that that means my voice is getting out there more and more and more and yet that's why I'm showing up this is a part of the game that feels sticky to me still it's like being authentic with my voice and sharing and and then like oh yeah and then I get to to share it more and and to trust and know that this will touch the heart and the lives of those that it's supposed to just that beautiful divine timing and that's how, that's how we build community. That's how we build our team. That's how we come together in this game is by sharing and inspiring. That to me is a big, big piece of this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love and appreciate you so much. And I see you and I feel you. And I'm so honored to be growing with you. I really am. So I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay. Love you. Bye.